the Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 6 following uh, verse 10 through 13. This is what he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes or the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day." Now, this war, you see, was predicted. The final war, the final conflict between the sons of God and the beast of Revelation 13, of Daniel 7, that was prophesied. We are to understand, Paul said, he said, I did not want you to be ignorant of the devil's schemes against the wiles of the devil. So I want, <clears throat> I want to jump into exactly how this beast functions. In summary, we know that it contains the, the three different lusts to which humans are attracted like metal to a magnet, and that but for the discerning of the Spirit, and but for being in Christ where you do have the discerning of the Spirit, you belong to the world, that the, you belong to that description of the cosmos that we talked about the last time. So humanity, people of the world, may be caught up by their lust, entrapped in the cosmos. Now the world and the beast being one, once you conflate the two, and show that it's the same thing that has been growing in its potency and in its um, deceptive capabilities, in its cunning devices, learning and refining since the Garden of Eden, coming through to the time of the Tower of Babel, personified in Egypt, in Babylon, in the Roman Empire, all of the various forms of the appearing of this, each form being predatory, a lion, a bear, a leopard, and then the final expression of it, set for the culmination of the age, because after that, you see, 
after that. All the powers and authorities of all the kingdoms are given to the saints and they possess that expression of the kingdom forever and ever. That's why it was not the Roman Empire and it was not, this prophecy is not finished with the death of John and it's not an exclusive reference to the Roman Empire because it has features of it that speak of what happened immediately after when the beast is overthrown. If the Roman Empire were this beast, we would now be living in the millennium. We would have been living with the church triumphant and victorious. By no stretch of the imagination could that be deemed to have happened. And the Lord has not issued the judgment yet. The cup of iniquity is not yet full. This figure referred to as the man of lawlessness has not arisen uh, as prophesied by the reference in 1 Thessalonians 5 and the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord's return has not come. There is a revealing of this beast and I want first to talk about how it functions as it embodies the lust of mankind. Well, it's an arrangement of systems, it's a kingdom, it's systemic, it's comprised of all of the systems upon which human life depends and therefore the seven heads the seven heads and not seven geographic regions, uh, not even the seven continents. It's about that upon which human life depends. The seven continents were not established on the basis of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. God established the seven continents. So the theory that these seven heads refer to a geography is not accurate and we've had end time prognosticators move around the geography in various ways but because it never was about the geography it's why it, that's why it doesn't fit its seven systems. Now in previous history Humans could not imagine a global kingdom united by systems because nations were independent and they had their own systems that were not, quote, networked, they were not linked. Prior to 20 or 30 years ago, you couldn't see how the nations of the earth would be linked systemically. <coughs> Let's listen. If we remain static in our understanding, 
we are living with self-imposed blindness. Nothing about the scriptures suggests a static existence. God knows the end from the beginning, which means everything He knew in the beginning would ultimately unfold sequentially until in the end of it, what was known from the beginning is now the reality at the end. So all of us understand the continuing need for prophetic and uh, and wise declarations that reflect the understanding of the times and the endowments of grace. My friend Thamo Naidu is fond of saying, God intends for us to plunder the heavens until the heavens have been emptied of every revelation and every secret because it's migrated to the earth. And he's correct. I have to say when he said that originally, uh, it caught me by surprise, but of course Thamo has a way of saying things that is truly unique. So this is a shout out to Thamo as they would say, uh, presently. Um, A dear friend whom I I value greatly, um, whose insights have come from God. He's a man in his season in the earth. There are such men in the earth in this time who hear from heaven and who declare the things of God. The point is that the revelation from heaven is an ongoing thing. The things that are written, we don't need a new Bible, we don't need new written things. Everything that needs to be has been written. Now it's the time of the revealing of that which has been written. And the problem, you see, is people are stuck in other understandings that may have been partially true at the time that they saw it. But revelation of what is written is an ongoing thing. If you're going to be proven to be righteous, if you're going to be proven to be faithful, you're going to stay in step with the Holy Spirit. Any religious group that thinks that the Holy Spirit has been conflated with the Word cannot keep from being deceived and being behind the times, an easy prey to the enemy. No, when the Word was written, the Holy Spirit didn't retreat from our lives. He remains brooding over the Word as He did in creation to reveal that which He Himself wrote. So everything that the Word from heaven, the witness of it is the Word and the Spirit in in the earth, it's the, the water which is the Word, the blood, these are the testimonies of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know how to interpret what is written 
but we are not given the interpretations until the time. Because any time God gives the interpretation of things that are written, it ushers in the characteristics of that age that are consistent with the Word now revealed. Let me say that again, this is one of the critical aspects of interpretation. Whenever God reveals a matter, the thing that was written that is now revealed, power and authority comes with the revelation to define the characteristics of that age by that revelation. So, if you're behind the times, if you're stuck in a prior understanding, when God is giving an increased volume of understanding, a different measure, then you will have great difficulty carrying in the present, in fact you cannot, carry the understandings that you used to have and make sense in the present. That's why we often feel in our spirits, our spirits sense the dryness of dead religious pronouncements, It's exactly why. But you can't talk some of these operators into changing because they're fully vested in the economy associated with that past revelation. My biggest struggles in the years that I have attempted to represent the Lord has been with preachers because we will never disagree on the written text, it's a simple matter, is it written or is it not? We always agree that the written text says the words that it says. The argument is always about what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean that which was written? And so many are simply stuck in what they were taught when they went to Bible school decades ago. And their people will argue what they say. What they don't understand is that people who are searching after the Spirit of God, when they come around these people, when they come to these churches, when they hear these messages, you know what they go away thinking? This place is dead. They know there is no life there because the Zoe life of God, the life within the Spirit, attends the revelation of God. And there's this witness in your spirit that this thing is true as opposed to that which used to be true or was partially true. That's what people sense, that's what people feel. So it's imperative that we upgrade. If you don't upgrade, here's the trouble coming. These systems are designed to trap you and the only way out of them is to experience the economy inherent in the life of God, for the Son has life in Himself. So these seven heads, are seven systems on which human life depends. Thirty or forty years ago, 
No one could have imagined the world linked by systems. But with the advent of the internet and global communication, mankind is truly in a new world. They don't quite see it yet in terms of seven systems, but the systems are are very rapidly integrating to form one oppressive beast. What might these systems be? Well, they really ought to be quite obvious. I'm convinced that the number is seven because it references in the natural as well as in the spirit a completeness, meaning you can't make war against the beast. There's no end run that might be done around it. And people will say, who is like the beast? It's thought of everything. So the systems are complete. It arranges things because it's a kingdom, it arranges things systemically to capture and to address every need that mankind has. So what are some of the more obvious needs? Well, the first one that should spring to anyone's mind is healthcare. Healthcare. The global system will have a global system of healthcare. It will equalize between the countries that have and the countries that have not. Because as pestilence rages, the nations of the earth will understand their interconnectedness. Someone getting on a plane from Wuhan, China, coming to Europe for any reason, might bring a virus with them and and spread it in Europe and the person coming from Europe to the United States will spread it. I'm from this tiny island in the South Caribbean called St. Vincent. Some people flew down recently from Miami, Florida, back to the island where they're from. They got off the plane and ten people brought the coronavirus the COVID-19 to this small out-of-the-way place that had gone for months with less than five cases. So you're going to have a system of a global system of healthcare. That's one of the heads of the beast. Obviously, people need to eat. Hunger can and will be a weapon. So, a means of feeding the global population will be one of these systems. A distribution system uh, is going to be necessary. And things to be distributed in that system have to be produced 
So with a distribution system, you're going to have to have um, uh, an economic system, a system that guarantees the things that human lives need will be produced so they can be distributed. And there will be, there has to be a banking system, buy and sell, so that things that are obtained can be paid for. And there has to be with that um, the proper communication, so things end up where they were sent to. So you have to have a global communication system. And anybody who tries to be independent of the system will run up against the armed might of the system. You can't make war against the beast. So there will be a global security system that may further integrate communication, transportation. In short, these systems will become so, so hardwired and intertwined that they leave nothing that can pass through that net. But you must finally have a system that justifies it all, a philosophy that justifies it all. That is a religious system. That's the belief system that underwrites all of the rest of them. That's why a little horn appears on one of the seven heads and it displaced three others. These horns are kings or rulers associated with the development and deployment and management of these systems. The term that was used, uh, by the way, another of the systems has to be a system of energy, the means of producing and sustaining seven systems. We've had rulers of these systems at the present time referred to as czars from the Russian term which was derived from the Latin term Caesar, Caesar or czar or head. I think the, the European term was Kaiser. So there will be new czars with individualized domains integrated so as to take advantage of redundancies and to make such a tight net that no one no one can find a way around it. The only people who have any opportunity at all of being part of a different 
world, a different system, are those who are of the kingdom of God. Now when the enemy is forced out of the heavens, he cannot work anymore subtlety or subtly, he has to work overtly. So Satan gives his power, his throne and great authority to the beast, because Satan is a spirit, he's still invisible, but now he has to work through human agencies and all of his work and all of the human agents through whom he works are now visible. The funny thing is, for much of religion, they'll be drawn in by the sayings of this religious horn, which rises on the top of the religious head. It is my conviction that this one is referred to as the man of lawlessness. As is true of these depictions, the air will be filled with the sound and just as John said in his time, there were many antichrists and described them as those who would not subscribe to the incarnation of God in the flesh, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the sound that will come from religion will be to legitimize the beast as the saviour of mankind and will herd all of the adherents to whatever religion into this global unity that presents itself as the true meaning of Christ and the true meaning of Scripture, while it sits on the head of the very thing that was devised to oppose the saints. And what we say as the saints of the Most High will be drowned out by that louder clamour except for those people who have a desire for God and know innately that this propaganda that sells the beast as the, as the saviour of mankind is the most dangerous thing that has come ever amongst mankind, that it devours and oppresses the whole earth. To that end, God will begin to draw to His people, mankind from among the nations who know that what they're looking at is wrong and are looking for the solutions. At the same time, at the same time, the power, the glory, the might of God will clothe His people that mature company who stand up in the earth in the last days in the beauty of godly order, people living in households 
under the rule of fathers as in walls and gates the city of God will emerge in the earth, the family of God will show up on the earth in its mature form. It won't be the going to church on Sunday variety. It will not be that which is described as every man doing what's right in his own eyes and everybody claiming that God speaks through them. At that point it will cost people to exit the systems of the cosmos and come into the glory of the Kingdom of God. People from every tribe, tongue, language and nation fleeing the debacle that has come in the form of these seven systems and the rulers over these systems and the inability to solve the problems of humanity. Those who have always sought God, those who are looking for God, those who desire to find the ways of God, when they look up they will see a functioning body of Christ where we are ruled by divine order, where we are arranged by spiritual families under the rule of fathers, where people, ordinary people, have clothed themselves in the wisdom and counsel of the Holy Spirit and are adorned with the righteousness of God in their acts and actions and stand in stark contrast to the chaos and confusion that will begin to form up and be on display in the darkness of the cosmos. Men will still flee from that expression of the kingdom of darkness and they'll flee to the kingdom of God. Judgment will be set, the beast will be destroyed, the saints will be honored and glorified and all the power of all the kingdoms of the earth will be brought under their rule. And then, then the Lord Himself shall appear from heaven with the shout of the archangel, the trumpet of sound of God, and the dead in Christ will rise. And those who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him in the air. And the Lord will descend again onto the earth, not to subdue the nations, for he will have already subdued them. He will come to rule for the next thousand years. As the next epoch in the processes of God unfolds to the revealing of the mature Son ruling and reigning on the earth for that thousand year period with Christ. That age will conclude eventually and Jesus will hand up the kingdom and what has been accomplished in the thousand year rule, He'll hand up to the Father 
and then all things will become what God originally intended, that He will have a dwelling place among men. He will dwell all in all, all of Him will dwell in all that He's reaped from the earth. We have many more things to say to unpack this, but this is enough for now. Grace and peace be with you. I'm Sam Solon, we'll talk again. Bye-bye.